Toronto, Canada. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome, friends, to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool. Come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Before we get rolling... I wish we I wish we had uh, timpani uh, like on the old uh, Jerry Lewis uh, telethon. Uh, and we go to the tote board. I'm pleased to announce we have a new affiliate, K D E T A M. That's 9:30 a.m. K D E T, and that's in Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, that uh, they're going to start carrying the conspiracy show Sundays from 4 to 6 p.m. So, thank you to KDET 9.30 a.m. and welcome aboard. Uh, just a reminder, my new podcast, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone, launched this past Wednesday. Hope you'll check it out. New episodes every Wednesday. And you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Google Play, etc. And don't forget my other new podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited. Uh, new episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you can subscribe everywhere or just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. A musician, UFO ET experiencer, Kevin Estrella, is standing by to talk about uh, Pyramids on Mars. That's the name of his group. Uh, Pyramidian Sound Healing. Pyramidian Sound Healing. Now, I remember Pyramid Power back in the early 70s. Remember remember the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs back then? Red Kelly was the coach, and he uh, he thought he would try pyramid power to help the team. It didn't do much, uh, but I am far more optimistic this time around. So we'll talk about pyramid power in a sense, pyramidian sound healing. And uh, Kevin will uh, also share some of his UFO experiences and uh, his sincere belief that uh, E.T. is here now among us. We'll talk hybrids. A second hour of this transmission will go live to the Christmas house in Racine, Wisconsin. No, they're not selling Christmas trinkets there, as far as I know. Maybe, I don't know, but reportedly this is a very haunted uh, location. And Carolyn, Carolyn Clapper is an evidential medium, a psychic, and a medical intuitive, and she's there. Now, I've been warned that there's a lot of activity in this old Victorian house. And so for those of you watching tonight's uh, presentation on the uh, YouTube channel, the live YouTube stream, who knows? Uh, we may get to see some sort of paranormal activity, poltergeist activity, right in front of our eyes. Uh, incidentally, if you haven't already checked out the live YouTube stream, we, we do it almost every week. So uh, you really must uh, subscribe if you haven't. It adds a whole new dimension to this old radio show. And we invite you again to subscribe. We're over the uh, the 7,000 subs, 7,050-something, 7, still looking to climb that mountain to 10,000. The first 10,000 is always the toughest. Um, now, we're going to hear musician Kevin Estrella in a moment in a sample of his Pyramidian sound healing. Uh, but before that, as per usual, let me introduce the boys in my band. He's on the other side of the glass, twisting the knobs, dials, and the, uh, the doodads. On the Flying V, Gibson guitar technical producer Ian Robertson. On this side of the glass, here in studio with me, on the Rickenbacker bass guitar, occasionally the theremin story producer Albert Vinzel. And on the Hammond B3, maybe later we'll get him to play Green Onions. Uh, feature producer, live stream producer Ryan White. Now, before we get started, again, uh, lots of announcements tonight, but this is important. Ian Robertson. 
um, this is very exciting. Ian Robertson, you have some exciting news. I hear you're going to be, get this, on the same bill as the killer. That's right. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. The wild man himself. <laughs> you're going to be on the same bill as Jerry Lee Lewis in Las Vegas with your band Grease Marks. Yeah, that's it. Holy smokes, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, along with legends, uh, Dwayne Eddy and uh, the Stray Cats, all part of Viva Las Vegas, the Rockabilly Weekender. At the Rockabilly Weekender, and when is this happening? Uh, it's April 19th to the 22nd. So Grease Marks will be on the stage as part of this Rockabilly Festival in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we have two set times. Do you think you'll get to meet the killer? Hopefully. I got my 45s ready for him to sign something. And Brian Setzer? Yeah. <laughs> from the Stray Cats? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be uh, four nights of staying up every night, all night. Congratulations. Yeah, wild records. You, my friend, are just like, you're a rocket ship ready to take off. First, you, you cut an album out in Los Angeles, and now this. I'm so happy and proud of you. Thanks, Richard. It means a lot. Well, it's, uh, it's an amazing accomplishment. Please say hello to the killer for me, <laughs> okay. if you will. All right. Uh, not many musicians have captured the interests of off-world visitors like Kevin Estrella. Kevin is no stranger to the UFO phenomena when an interdimensional craft flew within 100 yards of him back in August of 2014. His sighting was investigated and verified by MUFON. That's the Mutual UFO Network. He's had contact at least four times with craft of unearthly origin. Kevin Estrella is a world-class musician of the instrumental rock band Pyramids on Mars. And their self-titled debut album came out in 2013, then a follow-up album in 2015. Kevin has been welcomed deep into the UFO community after having his own first-hand encounter with something not of this world. He's now begun speaking publicly and has been a featured guest on over 24 UFO radio talk shows. He comes to uh, Artist First Radio, which is, a, we'll find out about that, to introduce guests who have been on board Alien Craft and have had direct contact with extraterrestrial beings. Kevin uh, will tell us a little bit, perhaps, about alien-human hybrids as well. And again, we'll talk about Pyramidian sound healing. Kevin Estrella, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Richard, I'm so glad to be back. Oh, man, uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Well, Pyramidian sound healing. First of all, what is Pyramidian sound healing? We have a sample we'll play in a few moments, but you just describe it for sure, us. Sure, absolutely. I interviewed Campbell Foster back last year for the Alien Cosmic Exhibition that took place at, uh, in Toronto. And he is the inventor of the Pyramidian. It's, it's a computational feedback synthesis. I, I remember um, seeing that because I was there, I think, a couple years ago, and I think I saw him when it was in Brantford. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he builds these Pyramidians. So the, you probably would have saw these Pyramidians, like these pyramids made of copper that people sit inside and, and meditate. And he had his set up there. And I had some incredible experiences with that, too, because they were very powerful, and the energies inside them were very powerful. But this... Pyramidian completely just blew my mind because I didn't I didn't know what it was until until I actually went over to his place to rehearse for this sound healing. So you have to understand my first introduction to the Pyramidian was just doing a radio interview with him, and then we went through a meditative thing over the phone, and he had the Pyramidian playing in the background and this strange sound droning sound that was so hypnotic, and I'm just like in a trance and my consciousness was changing to like an alpha state and I was like completely taken off the world and he's going through a walking meditation but 
okay, I didn't understand what the pyramiding was. I didn't know where the sound was coming from. Exactly. And yeah, how does it generate it? This is the crazy thing. So I go over to his place because we were doing this rehearsal for this show, and I still didn't even know what the pyramiding was. <laughs> so what I saw on the floor was this frame of this, of this pyramid made of metal. And I'm like, okay, I wonder what this thing is. And then he says, yeah, we're going we're to hook up the pyramiding. I'm like, well, what is that? He says, it's a computational feedback synthesis machine. And then he points over to the wall, and there's this huge disc that we put on top of the pyramid. And then he puts a microphone underneath it and, and, a, and a speaker, and it's resonating its own sound. It's creating its own sound, and all he's doing is just, you know, put feedbacking the sound through itself. And it was crazy. It's absolutely amazing sound that sounded like a Moog analog synthesizer from the 70s. But it was just out of this world. It was beautiful. I'm like, and is it always emitting the same frequency? No, no, it, it doesn't. He was able to control certain tones through um, a, a board that he has. So he had tones programmed in, like you know, F, G, A, B, C, D, a scale. Uh, but it, it was all tuned. It's all tuned to 432 hertz, which is very important because that's that's the natural tuning. Uh, the Fib, you know, Fibonacci natural tuning. And what is the, and what is that note? That 432 hertz. 432 hertz. Well, our music that we listen to today, the standard tuning is A equals 440 hertz. Okay. So that it's... becomes the standard tuning, and then all other notes are tuned from that frequency of the A note being 440 hertz. So where would 432 be? Somewhere between a G and an A, or an F and an A? Yeah, it's halfway. It's halfway between. Um, 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 it's halfway between G sharp and A. Ah, so okay. it's, it's it's basically it's eight hertz out. But the question is, does this make a difference? It makes all the difference in the world because that is 432 hertz is the, is the natural tuning of the universe. And when you start to understand, we can do a whole entire program on 432 hertz. We're not going to go there. Um, it, it, it's basically, it's a very important frequency, too, that's actually the, the, the natural tuning that all instruments should be tuned to because that's the frequency that, it, that we vibrate best at. And there's a whole science behind it, it and there's a whole crazy, it, it's related to everything from sacred, sacred geometry to the speed of light to... Um, to the di- diameter of the sun and the moon, they're all actual ratios of 432 hertz. Even even the um, the whole zodiac cycle is 12 times 60, which equals 4,302. Whatever, it's all it's all everything connected, all connected. 432 hertz. So this pyramid made out of copper is producing yes. this sound at 432 hertz. And do we do we have a handle yet on how it's d- producing it? It's what it's doing is it's because of the pyramid itself, the frame, all the all the disc is doing is it's amplifying the sound of the pyramid. The frame of the bottom of the pyramid is based upon, the, when he built it, it's the exact um, geometry of the uh, the uh, Cheops Great Pyramids in, 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 uh, in Egypt. Obviously, the scale but, is different, but the ratios, you're saying, the ratios are the well, same. Well, ra- yeah, the ratio is, is, is correct. Even, okay. even like, you know, the... the, the, the the bottom, the uh, you know, length and width is, is actually a ratio of the diameter of the Earth. It's all based upon, you know, he figured it all out. Okay, Kevin, I have to jump in here. When we come back, we'll hear a little bit about this. We'll hear uh, the uh, Pyramidian sound healing, some of these tones uh, that you've created, and uh, you can explain how this all works. Kevin Estrella, 
musician from Pyramid Pyramids on Mars. Back with more in a moment on The Conspiracy Show. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Just a reminder, coming up in the second hour of this transmission, we'll go live to a reportedly a very haunted location where a, a professional uh, medium, psychic, medical intuitive Carolyn Clapper is standing by. Will we see something uh, captured on the uh, the live webcam at this? Uh, it's called the Christmas House in Racine, Wisconsin. I don't know, but you'll have to tune in and find out. Uh, right now, we are talking with a, uh, a musician, a guitarist with... Pyramids on Mars, and uh, Kevin Estrella is here telling us about Pyramidian sound healing, and this these sounds are generated by this Pyramidian, um, well, it's a pyramid that's been created by, is it, what was this gentleman's name again, Kevin? Campbell Foster. Campbell Foster. Okay, so it's made out of copper, um, and it's it's creating this tone at 432 hertz, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we 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 uh, we made sure that it was like uh, that the tuning was to 432 hertz, but we're able to actually change that. That we're actually able to play it as an instrument because he's able to generate a tone through it. So it'll be a drone tone that will resonate at a at a that say a frequency of you know a, but and but the sound that that is based off it. Is not stagnant. It's not the same. Okay. It changes. All right. It so change. So what do you now? You then you replicate the, the this sound with your guitar. Is that how it works? No, I was just uh, playing my guitar along to the pyramidian because ah, okay. the pyramidian it sounds like um, like a like an analog synthesizer. So does that become almost these... like a carrier wave then? Yeah, it's like a carrier wave. Yeah, and 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 Campbell was able to control the note because he would play put you know. Bring in a note through the, the his uh, his his um his board there you know swinging a note so we can change the note from from F to G to A and I'd be able to play along with it but the sound of the, that's coming from the pyramid pyramidian it's not it's like there's more over harmonic overtones that that are, are taking place and and other um, frequencies like like fifths and thirds and ninths will come in there like and it build up it builds up like a chord. Is this what it, what it, we refer to sometimes as the music of the spheres? This would be the music of the spheres. This, this would be the music of the pyramid. Okay. This is this this is the, what's happening is that it's it's amplifying the sound of the pyramid. And, it's it, it's self generating. And what That's are the, the sound that you hear it's coming from the pyramid? What are the healing qualities of the of the sound? Do we know? Well, he, we, it's when you when you hear it, it it it's like a drone, and it's like a med, it's like meditation. It's almost like like a, like a like a Tibetan chant when you hear it. It's, it has the same effect as like a Tibetan chant. Okay, let's hear a little bit of it. Uh, Ian, can you uh, play some of that for us? Let's, this is Kevin Estrella, and uh, playing around with the sound of the pyramid.
Let's just bring that under a little bit there, if you could, Ian. You could just keep it sort of in the background a little bit. Yeah, that is very meditative, strangely meditative. Uh, yeah, actually, I just before the show, I emailed you a link to uh, a remixed, a remastered of the Pyramidian of itself. You should really play that. You'll really get a real intense sound of what it actually is, what, it's, what it okay. really sounds like. Okay, I see that email. Yeah, let me just forward that over to Ian, and maybe at some point before the hour... We can get to that as well. I don't know if yeah, we'll have... Yeah, because that, that is mind-blowing. When you hear that, then you really have the experience of what the pyramiding is about. All right, so I've just sent that over to you, uh, Ian, if you can check that out. If we have time to get to it, that'd be great. All right, so uh, when we, we call these sort of healing um, healing tones or so forth, I mean, what, what, what are people reporting... Um, that these that these tones can do for them. I mean, it's obviously it's it has kind of a meditative and calming effect. Uh, does it lower? I mean, is there a marked decrease in blood pressure or heart rate or anything like that? Well, when when you when you actually when you when you're when you're in the room with the pyramidian and you and you hear it, it it, it just it's uh, sound healing is it's just it. It does. It does. It does calm you. It goes right through, not your body, but it goes through your whole consciousness. When and it changes your consciousness. Like you're, when you understand when you understand telepathy, telepathy carries best when you're in an alpha state. So it's when you're in um, um when your mind is in an alpha creating, creating alpha waves, which is kind of the same period of like you know if you're when, you, when you're creative, when you're like when you're drawing something or you're you're playing an instrument. Or if you're having a shower, or you're driving your car, you get into when your when your brain waves slow down just a bit. That is the the highest telepathic state when you are connected to the collective consciousness. Now, and when you understand that that star nations are all telepathic, you're actually you're actually tuning in into the collective consciousness. So that's that's why people meditate. That's that's why you know why Tibetans meditate and they'll they'll. They'll hum and drone at at 4:32 is because they're getting themselves into a higher a higher state of consciousness, which is connecting to the collective consciousness. Well, that's interesting. I didn't realize, I, and I've, I'm a kind of a I wouldn't say a huge fan. I mean, I haven't I've been exposed to a lot of it, but that Tibetan throat singing. Uh, and people, when you uh, if you've seen the movie, I think it was Seven Years in Tibet. And so forth. There's uh, there's some of that, and you can see it all over YouTube. Tibetan throat singing, I think it's called. Uh, so that is at 432 hertz as well. That's fascinating. And when you're sitting inside the pyramid, uh, and this this tone, these freak, this frequency is altering your your brain waves and so forth. Uh, does that allow you? Because you are an experiencer. Yes. Um, are you at that point in telepathic communication with? With uh, ET, yes, I am very much. Uh, this is something that I've that I've learned, and, and through my own music, I started to realize more because I, I, when I play, I put my I'm in a much higher state, um, in a telepathic state, and I'm a little bit more keen uh, tuned to it, and I'm learning more about my abilities and my telep- telepathic abilities, um, and I'm also in contact with certain star nations, and they have been teaching me. And verifying that yes, you can actually you can actually communicate telepathically an uh, instrument because it's all about intent. So if you if you're putting it, you know, when you're putting your intent in behind it, um, that that it carries on an emotional wavelength, and that's why certain musicians when they play, there's so much more um, emotion behind their playing 
um, because of their connection. You know, like Jimi Hendrix is like that. His playing was just beyond was beyond the, the all time, and his connection. David Gilmour for me is a guitar player. The guitar player Pink Floyd. He can play one note that is more penetrating and emotional than most guitar players will play in their entire life. You know, well, so it's many all about intent. Many musicians have talked about how you know the song comes you know to them from nowhere, uh, and they don't even they feel kind of sheepish about even taking credit for it. They describe yes. themselves as being merely an antenna. Is that how yes. it works for you with your band Pyramids on Mars? Do you feel that you are just the conduit, and this this music that you're that you are ostensibly composing is actually coming from beyond the stars? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard for me to take credit for any of my music because um, I don't feel like I'm writing it. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like um, like almost like a color by numbers child book. You know, where it's like you know the, the frame is there, and it's like okay, obviously, you know, the guitar is going to play this, and the bass is going to play this, and the drums are going to play this, and before I knew it, the song is like done. It's written. You know, it's, it's done by itself, and I kind of feel like I was just um, a catalyst, and. Um, but it even goes further for me because I've actually gotten song, literal song downloads in dreams where I didn't, you know, my first song on my, on my first, on second CD called Dream Division, I didn't write that song. It was actually given to me in a dream download. And, um, I, and it, my, my, my experiences are actually, uh, written about in, in Grant Cameron's new book that's coming out on musical downloads and inspiration. Um, several of my stories and my own personal accounts are in this book. So how does so this download a, happen? You're in a you're in a dream state, and you yeah. have is it is it similar to? Um, I'm trying to remember the individual at uh, Rendlesham Forest who who uh, actually touched the craft and received a download of binary uh, a binary code. Um, was it Jim Penniston? Um, and uh, is, I mean, is that how it happens for you? How does this telepathic download happen to you, for you? It's funny. It was just like watching a movie. <laughs> Let's say, for instance, the song "Dream Division." I had this dream where I'm watching TV of uh, of uh, some MTV guy interviewing Joe Satriani, and he's sitting at a console in the studio. And, uh, and Joe Satriani is this, you know he's this instrumental guitar player who sure. I, you know, you've I, been, I compa- you've been and you've been compared to him. Yeah, I wouldn't compare it to him. So he's sitting here, you know, talking about his new album coming out, and the guy's asking, "Well, do you have any new tracks that you can play for us?" And the new stuff is, "Yeah, actually, I got we got some some uh, some track, you know, some bass tracks that we, we we laid down here. We'll play it for you." And he, and he and he you know pulls up some consoles, and he starts playing this song, and I'm listening to it, going, "Wow, that sounds really cool. I like how this introduction's coming in." Hmm. And I, I like this is, this is lucid dreaming, by the way. But at this point now, I realize I'm conscious of the fact. That I'm dreaming because I realize, wait a second, Joe never wrote this song. This song doesn't exist. I wake myself up out of the dream. I go down to the studio and I start tracking out the song that I heard in my dream. I didn't write it. I literally, it's it was it's like if you went into your car, turn on the stereo, turn on the radio, and you're hearing a song, and somebody turns to you and says, "The song doesn't exist. Here, it's yours." Right, right. Yeah, I, I have, I've heard artists describe that uh, time and time again. This is almost like an updated version of the Crossroads story, except uh, you know it wasn't old Scratch that taught you to play. It was uh, it was ET. Yeah. When did this all start for you? Take us back to your first 
experience. There was what you described as an interdimensional craft. You were what about a hundred? Was it a hundred feet or four hundred feet away from this thing? It was about it was about uh, about a hundred yards, a hundred yards away. Give us the chronology. When and and give us the who, why, what, and where and when. So it was August twenty first, two thousand fourteen. Um, 10.30 at night. Uh, I remember exactly when and where I was. So I step out onto my deck, and I live in Hamilton, Ontario. You know, it's a you know city of 500,000. I live uh, in a in a very um, urban area of, of a subdivision right off of Upper James. So, like, I'm really, literally dab smack right in the middle of the city. Right. And so um, my neighbor has this tree. Uh, my, my neighbor on my right has this, you know, tree that stands about 100, you know, maybe 100 feet tall. Um, and so then this object starts coming out from like within seven seconds of me stepping on my deck. It was like it was almost like it was waiting for me. This object starts coming out from behind my neighbor's tree, and it was only a hundred yards away. And and at first I thought it was a meteor because it was orangish red, kind of glowing like coals, and but it had this kind of smoke that was kind of streaming off the top of it and along the bottom of it and kind of street you know puffing out the back of it. But it wasn't smoke. It was something else. I couldn't figure it out. Um, it would be almost six months later that I would finally realize that what it, actually that was what I was looking at was it was covered in plasma. This hmm. is what was giving it this strange look. This, this thing was the object was in plasma. So by the time it comes out in full view from behind the tree, it was a disc. It was a perfectly nice, smooth disc. You know, kind of went curved along the top, curved exactly along the bottom, perfectly symmetrical, and it's moving across my backyard, and I'm going. What the heck is that? Because I didn't know what I was looking at. Because I've seen UFOs in movies, you know, and TV, UFOs and or whatever, YouTube, but nothing could, was like what I saw. Because the biggest thing that I, that I was that, that caught my attention about this thing that would made it completely realizing that this has to be some kind of exotic technology that is not earthbound is because this object was two dimensional. And what I mean by that, it's like it looked like um, a solar eclipse. If you look at a solar eclipse, it looks like a hole in the sky. Right. You know, it's got height, it's got depth, or sorry, it's got height, width, but no depth. Right. It's like a hole. And that's what this thing looked like. It was, it looks like a hole in the sky. There was no depth to it. It's just like, it was orangish red, kind of tie-dye-ish, moving across the sky. It had plasma streaming along the top and bottom of it, went across the distance of only my backyard, and then it started making its way south towards Bimbrook. And then as it's simultaneously, as it's moving away and it has more of its back towards me, the light from that was radiating off the thing, the plasma stream, was dissipating and dying until the point where this object had no light at all. It was okay. like a dark Ke- object. All right, Kevin, let's pick this up on the other side. Kevin Estrella, musician, contactee. Pyramids on Mars is the band, and we'll come back and pick up on this conversation in mere moments right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Corporations, governments, and sometimes entire civilizations. What goes up must come down, and it lands on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Kevin Estrella is with us. Pyramids on Mars is the band, and this music, your music is, there's no vocals, right? All of your music, this is an instrumental band, correct? Yes, yes, my, uh, my lead guitar becomes, becomes the vocals. I'm, I'm, I'm inspired mostly by, uh, Baroque classical music like Bach and Vivaldi, and so I, my, I take a lot of my inspiration from violin. Interesting. Music. Interesting. Now, 
Friday. Okay, so take us back again. We were talking about your your ex- first UFO experience in 2014. You're in Hamilton. You look you look out into the backyard, and this fireball of a disc is moving out from beyond the trees. And you said it's only two dimensional. It's surrounded by sort of plasma, which you later learned was plasma. Uh, yeah. how, did you have a sense of it's a hundred yards away, but how big might it have been? I'd say it was probably um, at least forty feet in 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 length. Mm-hmm. Had to be at least forty feet in length. Is it making any sound? No, it was completely silent, and it was moving about the speed of a, of a helicopter. It was moving very slow. It was it was just taking its time, just going across the sky really slow to make sure that I got a good look at it. And then as it's you know turning away, um, the light source from the plasma stream got less and less until it actually had no light at all. So it was just a black object. There was like no light whatsoever. But simultaneously, while it was doing that, this white swirling vortex was forming in the front of it. It was strange. It, I think it could have been like a portal. I had no idea. It was just really weird. It was, it was, really, it was getting like really big. And at this point, swirling vortex. Uh, prior to this sighting, you, were you, would you class, characterize yourself as a skeptic? No, I've always always hoped for UFO contact. I mean, I've spent a um, huge portion of my life studying studying the phenomenon. I wasn't, you know, like I my whole reason to create pyramids on Mars, my band, was to use it as a catalyst or uh, you know to help um, um, awaken people to the you know the ET reality and that they're they're here and that they've been here for a long time and trying to teach people about it. So it was all connected. But all up connected. until four years ago, you had never seen one. Well, that's actually not true. Ah, okay. Um, that wasn't my first UFO contact. Uh, my first UFO real contact was was 1999. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think there was like a missing time that took place in that. It was a really strange event that took place. Ah, um, okay. Missing time. Now we're getting to the uh, crux of the matter. Missing time often equals yeah. abduction. Yes. Yeah. It was. I'll, I'll tell you. Kind of tell you what happened with that incident. Yes, please. So it was. It was uh, 1999 up in uh, Huntsville. I'm sure you know. Oh Huntsville yes. is like cottage yeah, it's, country. Uh, it's cottage country, and so I'm with some of my band members. Um, my drummer Matt. He's also an experiencer and and a huge uh, ET believer. So he and I are in the water. There it was. It was that nighttime. Um, it was like you know. There's no city for like hundreds of miles. So you just took 10,000 stars in the sky. It's spectacular. Full moon. Yeah. Just beautiful, not not a cloud in the sky, and all of a sudden that we hear this this sound. It sounded like a like fireworks, like a firecracker, I guess. It sounded like that, mm-hmm. and then we look up at the sky, and there's this object which is the same size as the moon diameter, the circular object, is is coming right towards us, like hurtling at us at a high speed. Um, but I could tell that its trajectory was that it was heading directly. At us because the flames are shooting all around the at the edge, like the perimeter of this thing, equally. So it wasn't like it, you know, it came out of space and 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 um, was like a like a shooting star, which you'd see that from far away. No, this thing was like it was like right on top of us, like it just came out of nowhere. Mm. And then we look up, and then it's coming right for us, and then it's maybe like maybe maybe a thousand feet above our heads, and all of a sudden there's a flash. <laughs> And there was nothing there. I'm still looking up at the sky. It's quiet. It's silent. You know, and it's like, it's just, it wasn't there anymore. It's just like, like what happened? And your drummer, like, saw, this, your drummer saw this as well. 
He was hard too. Yeah, okay. he was. He was a witness for this. And at what point did you realize there was some missing time? Um, twelve, thirteen, fifteen years later. <laughs> really interesting. Yeah, Why so we long? Just, we just like we we cuffed it off. Like it was like, oh, well, that was weird. Okay, anyway, like you know, it's like wait a second. Well, how did you it put it together the, twelve years later that there was a, there was a time gap? Yeah, well, we just. You know, like we did, we we thought it was a weird thing. We didn't understand what had happened, and we we couldn't piece we couldn't piece it together because like it 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 happened so quick, and then it flashed and was gone. So we just didn't really know what to make of it. So we just kind of like thought, oh, that was just kind of weird. But it was like like it was like maybe like five years ago or maybe three years ago that I really started stopping and taking it seriously to replay back in my mind over and over trying to understand what the heck just took place there there's something that took place there and it was finally when i was doing a radio interview and, and i forget the guy's names but they said they were they were talking to somebody and they described what missing time was like and they when they, they said it's like a bad movie edit and that's when the hairs on my arm just stood up and went oh my god that's exactly what i experienced like a jump it cut. was like a bad movie edit right we used to call that a jump cut a jump, yeah. Yeah, okay. And did you, did, did either you or your drummer, did you consider um, regression, hip, hip, I did. hypnotic regression? Yeah, I did, um, and, but there was nothing I could pull up after, you know, what happened afterwards. It's like whatever happened, the memories are not there. Hmm. All right. Very frustrating. This was a short segment, but uh, when we come back, we will play the uh, more of that Pyramidian healing music. And uh, we'll also delve further into the life of contactee musician Kevin Estrella. Don't forget, coming up next hour, live on location to a haunted house in Racine, Wisconsin, medium psychic Carolyn Clapper. That all awaits on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Kevin Estrella stays with us. The uh, the band is Pyramids on Mars. Now, Ian, in the other room, can we can we hear some more of the uh, Permidian uh, healing tones? This is what you just sent me, Kevin. Sounds very orchestral. See how that would uh, kick your brain waves into the alpha state. Yeah. So, w- when you're uh, when you're listening to this, or anyone is listening to this, someone you know driving around in their car, they're listening to this, or they're at home in the room alone in the dark listening to this. Uh, are they more likely then to have um, telepathic communication, even if they've never had such uh, with an ET? 
I think that it could, you know, with with the you know with the, I mean that that sample there, it's, it's very it's a very aggressive type of sound, but it definitely still changes your consciousness. Like when I play it through my monitors, it 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 just, it just blows my mind. Um, but by having it, you know, resonate at lower at a lower frequency, it could probably help you get into an alpha alpha state, which then puts you into a higher telepathic state. Which then, yes, you can. And that's that's what we were demonstrating at the sound healing show several weeks ago, because um, when I was um, over at Campbell's place, when we were testing the Pyramidian and I was playing along with it, I was so in in tune with the Pyramidian and I was so attached, like I became part of it, that I decided to try and, and control it and change it telepathically, and I did. I changed the sound telepathically with the pyramidian, hmm. and how I did that was it was it was resonating at one note, which was the F, and I wanted to focus on bringing in the fifth degree, which is the C, and I started playing the C in my mind of hearing the C, and then the pyramidian started to change, and that note came in. I couldn't believe it, and then Campbell's like, "Did you just do that?" I said, "Yes." So you're interacting telepathically with the pyramid, and you're yeah. manipulating that carrier wave of 432 hertz. Uh, yes, is, I, so was, I th- was changing the sound. So do you think that's what the the actual, you know, the Great Pyramids of Giza the, is that what they were for? I honestly believe that they are they are much more than what people uh, think they are. They are not they are not what the, what the Egyptian the Egyptian government says, where they're just they're nothing but the tombs. That's a cover story. Why do you think they took the Pyramidian caps off of the pyramids? There's a reason for that. <laughs> right. Pyramidian. That the Pyramidian. That's what that that, that is, is. That's the capstone of the pyramid. So that's why we call this thing the Pyramidian is because it is a capstone. So it's an energy generator. But the what we, when you actually listen to the Pyramidian, it's capturing that sound sonically and acoustically. What you're hearing is completely. It's generating itself. It doesn't, we're not, there's nothing else to it. it. It makes us sound on its own. We're just, we're just, you know, he just puts a microphone in a, in a, in a speaker to amplify its own sound of itself. Right. That's why. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. But the pyramids weren't made of copper, of course. So, uh, why copper? Well, actually copper, I wouldn't say it's copper. I mean, the, 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 the frame itself is just like normal steel, but the, the, the disc on top, it's kind of like, um, the material of, um, like a like a symbol, it's almost like a symbol, symbol right. material. Right. I guess it's copper, isn't it? I don't know. Well, some sort of an alloy. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what goes into making a symbol. Back to your um, your experiences and your contact. So this back in 1999 up in Huntsville, you and your drummer, you see this it sounds almost if it, if it more interdimensional uh, because it was just suddenly there and then it was gone. And years later, you you um, you believe that. You recalled, not recalled, but there was some missing time. Um, now, have there subsequently been more contacts? Have oh God, you... yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, I had, well, I had, I've had two other UFO sighting contacts. Uh, just briefly to talk about that. Um, two years ago, I was doing a, a photo shoot out in Scarborough Bluffs, which is the east side of Toronto, mm-hmm. and I was photobombed by a UFO. Crazy as it was, yep. It just goes to show you that they're always with me. But uh, we did, we took a hundred shots, and one of the shots, this strange 
cylinder metallic looking ball with this, with this weird teardrop energy formation was definitely just over the horizon of where I was. Um, and it's captured. If you go to my Twitter page or my Twitter, which is at pyramids on Mars underscore, that's the picture that I have up there. If, if you click on that and, and bring in the picture, you will see the UFO behind me. I don't, I'm just going to ask Ryan, then, do you have time to, to, to look that up, Ryan? And, um, and get that up on the, uh, the yeah, YouTube I'll, I'll try to get that on the live stream here if I can take a look. Excellent. You have the Twitter uh, feed? Where, where is it again, uh, Kevin? Oh, yeah. If you go to uh, go to Twitter and then it's at pyramidsonmars underscore. Mm-hmm. And, and on the page. It's the main yeah, picture like, there on the Twitter feed. Yeah, and on my, on my picture you'll see the, the picture of me uh, with my guitar and then just click on it and then... Um, You'll, you'll, you can enhance the picture and you'll, cause I already, I already enhanced the, the UFO itself by 200% to make it bigger and then you can, you can see it. Alright. Pretty he, wild. He'll get to work on that and we can yeah. get that up on the YouTube stream. Now you are, uh, uh, Kevin, at what point did you become convinced and, and how, how so that, that, um, you know, there are ET human hybrids among us now? Well, I mean, I've had more and more ET contact. Um, the most recent one being uh, two days ago. Uh-huh. I, I was vis- I was visited two days ago. By who or what? Whom or what? The Zetas. The Zetas. <laughs> These are Zetas. Yeah. The Zetas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pontel, actually. They're from the planet Pontel. Um, to kind of make a long story short, um, yeah, they're, they're actually the there's a group of uh, Zetas who are using Twitter. If you go to at Sandia Wisdom, there's a group of Zetas who are actually using Twitter to communicate. Um, they don't do the actual tweets. That's done, that's done through Sue Walker, who is a, a well-recognized telepath. Um, she does all the tweets for them. She communicates with them, and then she does all the tweeting. I'm very good friends with Sue. Um, I've been over to her place in Albuquerque, um, and I actually uh, saw one of them. Saw, saw, I saw a radar on my peripheral vision. But I was told by Sue three weeks ago or four weeks ago that they have more trainees that were coming in and they're going to be taking them to different houses, um, you know, North American houses. And um, I, was, I was on the schedule. And so she said, you'll know that they showed up if something is, is out of place. And then um, yesterday I have this little guitar, this little statue that's a little guitar player on my shelf, and it was turned around backwards. And I'm the only person who has access to my apartment. So I knew that somebody had been here. So when I tweeted to them and I asked them about it, um, Rudy, she confirmed, she asked the trainees, and I guess they were very quiet about it because they thought they were going to get in trouble. I guess one of them had taken off a shelf because it looked curiously uh, strange, and he put it around backwards. And, and he felt really bad. He felt bad about it, but it's confirmed that, yeah, they, they were at my place two days ago. And, and are these hybrids or are these uh, solely extraterrestrials? Oh, they're, they're they're solely extraterrestrial. They're 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 um they're you know they're they're Pontel from the planet Pontel Ponty. Do we know um, what star system that is? Do we know what constellation? Uh, what star system? Yeah, Zeta Reticuli two. Mm-hmm. It's the fifth planet uh, orbiting Zeta Reticuli two. And so those are the regular you know the regular Zetas that people see you know, like with the you know large gray heads and black eyes. These are the grays. That's, um, These are the, the grays. grays. Yeah. 
And, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've given them names. So there are a number of individuals that you're in contact yeah, there, with? There's, there's four main ones. Who the, the four original are Tilkum. He's their commander. There's Rudy. She's a girl, and she's uh, communications. Teeny, she's there to teach telepathy. And then their, their pilot, uh, Radar. And he's a, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, the reason I know that they're real is because um, Radar teased me in live time on Twitter, and he actually put out on Twitter what I was thinking. And I, I realized then, oh, my God, that it's real because he just tweeted what I was thinking. And um, and he's using, he, again, he's using um, the, this woman in Albuquerque as the conduit to That's her right, Twitter yeah. feed. Okay. And what what were you thinking and what was tweeted? He was teasing me because um, I had these. I have uh, T-shirts for sale on my website, which were these extraterrestrial T-shirts. I called them E-T-shirts, but the drawings on them were done by um, Rob Fullington, who's an experiencer who I had on my show. But his pictures, I guess, are a little bit more um, serious and kind of scary looking. And so Radar tweets to me, says, "You know, Kevin, we really got to get you better models for your T-shirts because the ones in your T-shirts are really kind of scary looking." And so I was like, I tweeted back, "Say, oh yeah." Well, I know four new 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 um, uh, models for my T-shirts because Sue has actually drawn portraits of them, and it's on their website, so right. you can see what they I look like. I have seen those, yes. And you've seen all four of these individual ETs in your apartment? No, um, I no, not not them. No, um, I saw radar in my peripheral vision when I went to visit Sue. But the thing is that they still have to remain hidden, so I actually haven't seen them in full. What I did see was though I saw shadow movement out of the corner of my eye, and I, I realized that it was it was him because at the same time that I was looking over my shoulder, Sue was looking at the reflection um, in her in her uh, at the window in the same direction I was. So simultaneously, we're both looking in the corner because we both see something moving. Right. But and when I looked over my regular view, I couldn't see him. So, but I knew that he was there. And other members of your band, the drummer again, is is he um, in communication uh, with 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 these Greys as well? Oh uh, no, because uh, that that was a that was a band from 15 years ago. Oh. And he's kind of moved on. So All right, another band. He's still solo. But I've been told that I'm going to have a lot more visitations by the uh, the Ponte the Ponte, um, particularly because they want to they're they're taking. Uh, notes on different music and so they, they already said let's let us know ahead of time when you're going to be practicing or playing your guitar and we're going to come and check you out ah so all right well when they do you uh you let us know and uh i will likely run into you at the alien cosmic expo apparently i'm going to be uh, moderating a panel so i'm sure we'll cross awesome. paths kevin great having you on the program thank you so much for this thank you Kevin Estrella, Pyramids on Mars. When we come back, we go live to a uh, reportedly a very active haunted location in Racine, Wisconsin. It's called the Christmas House. Media, medical, intuitive, psychic Carolyn Clapper will join us. And I saw the comments on the YouTube live stream chat. People asking, are we actually going to see the house? Well, the interior anyway, yes. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text DOOR33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. 
To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text DOOR33 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text DOOR33 to 443-443. That's D-O-O-R-33 to 443-443. Want to look good? Salt-based water softeners can make skin and hair silky smooth. Want to feel good? Salt makes muscles strong and keeps your brain healthy. And of course, salt makes meals nice and tasty. Salt can also de-ice roads for driver safety. It's easy to forget. Salt is at our service all day, every day. So let's celebrate during World Salt Awareness Week. Visit worldsaltawarenessweek.org to learn more. Anyone can create a podcast on the web. In fact, there are millions of them online. But if you want quality Internet talk radio, just remember this address, TalkZone.com. TalkZone is Internet talk radio for planet Earth with talented hosts, great guests, and good conversation. Ready to share your thoughts and ideas with a global audience? Become a TalkZone show host yourself. Learn more at TalkZone.com. Internet talk radio for planet Earth. Talk